Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Wars podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. And today, who runs Barter Town? Mr. Blaster. Master Blaster runs Barter Town. But I, I thought he was busy running the flip side and kidnapping musical groups and making them play music and maybe being some kind of evil record company executive. So, so what you're saying is that I should, uh, I should get beyond Thunderdome. Oh. I, no, I think no, no, what no. I'm saying is that there needs to be a proper video release of Kid Video. Well, that's not going to happen. Those music rights are uh, expensive. Uh, I guess nobody actually played the Master Blaster video game and can remember. There was a no. tank no. thingy and got out, and there were giant frog monsters. I died at the first boss, so... Uh, you died um, later than most. I mean, amphibian-based <laughs> video games are notoriously difficult. Yeah. Those, uh, your battle toads, uh, there's probably one about newts. Or at least I assume <laughs> it was the first boss. It was a big frog thing that stomped me and I gave up. Anywho. So, Master Blaster, first aired March 1st, 1999, uh, written by Eric Torin, directed by baseball great Steve Sachs. <laughs> Not the same Steve Sachs. All of these reused um, names here. Yeah. Yes. Well, we're about to see a name reused within this show. <gasps> that bum, done. Bum, bum. A confrontation between namesake and, um, what's the opposite of namesake? Uh... Um. Uh, other namesake. No. Yeah, and I, I, I think you're finally going to meet a chicken after the series premiere. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So we open with Silverbolt on guard patrol, which seriously just means walking back and forth. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like pacing in front of their big metal door. Yes. It's like why? Like he's a beef eater or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. Just why? Yeah, it just does seem kind of silly. I mean, I bet Silverbolt's the only one who does that, though. Yeah. Probably. Rat Trap probably sits out there with his arms crossed. Cheetor. Snack. Cheetor probably used to pace like this, but now he just sits there practicing looking surly. <laughs> <laughs> and Depth Charge just leaves. Yes. Oh, yeah, we, wait. <laughs> Depth Charge was in the last episode. Nope. He's not and, in and depth charges. Depth charge gets mentioned here, but he continues to be Sir not appearing in this episode. Yes, <laughs> even though he easily could have been this episode's die hard with a manta. Yeah. Yeah, I yes. thought when they brought him up, maybe he was going to like show up and save the day towards the end, but but no, they just aren't giving David Sobolov a paycheck this time but around. Th- there is no Deus Ex Metina to be found. <laughs> and sad. And while Silverbolt is doing this, we are kind of neatly cross-cutting to some sort of sinister goings-on via the Predacons. It's, it's not entirely sinister, because Megatron appoints Waspinator Sub-Commander. Yes. <laughs> and then gives them, basically, the, the, the Predacons are just, Megatron specifically is just 
making no illusion that he's not just giving Waspinator the Charlie work <laughs> to uh, yeah. make an always funny in Philadelphia mention. It's something that if if somebody needs to be a decoy for something, if somebody needs to do something that's going to get them hurt, sends Waspinator. And, and just obviously explicitly intentionally doing that at this point. So they've decided that these things are Charlie work, and so give, he has to do them. Give him a title, a bag yeah. of chips, and send him out there to get blown off. Just Doesn't send him down to Megatron the basement. Danny for... DeVito? Yeah. I guess. I think he's taller, but yeah. <laughs> no, Tarantulas would be Danny DeVito. Yeah, no, Good right. point, good point. Yeah. I guess so, Megatron yes. can be Dennis. See, the Maximals go out, confront the Predacon attack, which is just Waspinator, and Waspinator gets literally flattened. <laughs> oh, Although so Waspinator was carrying a bomb and managed to take out Silverbolt, yeah. yes. who took Defend the Ark as, hey, you know those auto guns? I should manually operate them. Yeah, the ones we can <laughs> operate from inside the base. <laughs> the ones called auto guns? <laughs> well, they're, they're called auto guns because they defend the Autobot. Oh, well, you know, Silverbolt's not too smart. Yeah, but, oh, Listen, well, he's been getting those electrified kisses all day. His brain is, like, <laughs> totally scrambled. Yeah. Poor, poor Waspinator. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a nice long sequence of pure comedy. Anacons attack! And then he flies, and then rare Waspinator's true. Screeches to a halt in midair. And, and then Optimus Primal's just there, and he goes, eh? Aww. See all oh, the camera view of just seeing Waspinator in, in the front, in center of the screen. Primal's hands on either side of the screen. Oh, and then she gets flattened. <laughs> Pure, <laughs> literally by Primal's hands. Yeah, yes. which, he gets. He doesn't just get flattened. He gets swatted. <laughs> he becomes he splatted. He becomes two dimensional, which has happened to him before. Yes, it has. <laughs> but uh, this was only a feint because. But the real object of this is Tarantulas to shoot a a blow dart into Primal's big metal foot. I would like to point dart. out that one one could fairly be surprised that that sentence didn't end with big metal butt, and I was very glad. Yeah. Yes, it, I really thought I hadn't seen this. Yeah, that, that was going into his butt. Nope, went into his foot. Because that's the kind of show we're dealing. with. I can almost guarantee the first draft. It was butt. And yeah. maybe the network guy said, eh, maybe it's foot. Or Can the, we not make so many butt jokes this episode? Maybe it was the animators like, well, he doesn't really have a butt per se. It's just. No, he just kind of has what, like, robot crotch <laughs> yeah, the thing. An action figure crotch. Yeah. Yeah. Because he is a big act. Just shoot him in the foot. Yes. But then this this dart unfolds itself into one of those uh, arachnoids, and we get a journey to the center of the primal. Yes, <laughs> yeah, great little robot. There's like a lake inside it's him. It's surprisingly squeaky and has surprisingly many areas of liquid. Yeah, what's and yet, you liquid? almost expect with all those gears and that you almost expect to hear the uh, the powerhouse music from those old Looney Tunes uh, cartoons whenever they're factory. Yes. And yet there is some sort of vat of yellow liquid. I hope that's not pee. Uh, I didn't really notice it was yellow. I hope not. Um, I'm going to assume it was some sort of coolant or oil or... Yeah. Liquefied banana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we haven't seen anyone hey. eat anything in quite a while. 
Well, they're all trans metals. It would look weird. I guess. I mean, and also, Primal is huge. He'd, how could he pop? He'd have to have somebody feeding him bananas. Or he'd just be <laughs> eating entire bunches at once. Yeah, you'd hold that'd be so tiny. I mean, at this point, he might have to eat banana ice instead. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, yes, it does like the Primal Spark. It makes him southern. <laughs> I love the accent. I love Gary Chalk just letting the accent slip in here and there. It's a really good job. Sing sure thing. I will note he played a character on Reboot with that same accent. I guess that's fair. I believe it was Turbo, who was uh, one of the other Guardians, and he was just Optimus Primal with a bit of a southern accent. Actually, I think he's originally British. What? What? I think he was, like, born in England. To the wiki. He didn't, he didn't sound British when I've seen him at BotCon, but, you know, people do lose accents. I say, as someone who grew up not thinking there was anything odd about how Ironhide talked, because that's how everyone around me talked. <laughs> Every time I look into a monitor prime, oh, I suspect huh. He is British-born, huh? Well, then again, I guess, like, Luke Scott McNeil. Canada when he was five, though. Yeah, it's like Scott McNeil. Scott McNeil was born in Australia, but... Oh, yeah. right. Canadian grew Again, grew. it's entirely reasonable for people to lose accents if they... And five's enough to pick a lot up at first. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, but it is a solid southern accent for a Canadian. <laughs> yes. Certainly more solid than the one I just did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I will I will not switch into southern mode. I refuse. <laughs> have to get my mother on the phone for that. And, yeah, it is, it is delightful that he is... Uh, <laughs> He's doing this. He and meanwhile, the other Maximals are moving stuff around. Uh, Raptor refers to himself as a pack rat, which I wonder yeah. is maybe a reference to this Botcon, to the Botcon exclusive pack rat. I think it's my notes are that's wrong. You're not green at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's saying that while dragging Silverbolt back into the base. Yeah. Yes, and, and before Just that, Cheetor was carrying like comically tall stacks of boxes. Yes. Mm. Yeah, so he, he continues to get more southern. Uh, he punches out Cheetor. <laughs> yes. Oh, which is delightful. Tells him and to... Cut. Cheetor asks what he what he should do, and he says, like, take a nap. And just <laughs> punches him. Yep. I, I will be fine. providing the southern accents for this episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Black Ragnar comes to the base. Everybody's gone. She said if anybody's planning a surprise party for her, they are going to get a face full of cyber venom, which I love. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Uh, but, but then... Primal's in there. He kind of makes a couple excuses that they're being a power outage. Yeah. And then just grabs her with his big robot hands. Giant monkey hands. And Black it turns out all the... Spider Mouth still has a creepy spider mouth. And yes. Like... Yeah. It's creepy. And then all the Predacons are there. <laughs> uh, surprise! And Quickstrike is there controlling Optimus Primal from what looks like a big Optimus Primal carnival ride. He's, he's got just like a crude Optimus Primal suit. It like looks like something you put a nickel in outside the grocery store. Yeah, it's, it's got like visible rivets and stuff. Oh, delicious rivets. It's not actually full Primal sized. It's like two-thirds, maybe, but it's got really stumpy legs for some reason. Well, I guess Primal is... And it stumpy. doesn't have a head, so he's just, like, sitting where yeah. the neck would be. Yeah, he's uh, in, like, speaking head of, there. Power loader. Uh, speaking of Danny DeVito, it's kind of like that, uh, 
amusement park Batmobile, the Penguin controls the Batmobile with in that movie. <laughs> yes, cartoonish <laughs> proportions. And I assume this is where the episode gets its, its title, because much like the Master Blaster from Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, Quickstrike is a tiny guy controlling a huge guy from his shoulders. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, because otherwise I have no idea where the title comes from. I mean, maybe it refers to Megatron? Maybe. He does he turned start into blasting. A gun, so he's the master of blasting? Is, is anyone nigh and vulnerable when they're blasting? <laughs> uh, no. While we're on the subject of Southern X, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna start talking Southern for this episode. I'm sorry. I'm gonna switch into my native language. Uh-oh. <laughs> anyway, Quick Strike is creepier than ever. Yeah, he has gone from wacky cowboy to upsettingly rapey cowboy. Well, he kind of was yeah. at first anyway. It's just, it's come back. Yeah. Right. He kind of had like a thing for Black Arachnia, yeah. but now he's got like giant robot hens, and he means to put them in places where they should not go. Yeah, and he's, yeah he's <laughs> grabbing Black Arachnia, and he says something like, give me a kiss, sugar, and he, you know, starts holding her up to Primal's face, and it's yeah, oh. it's not great. Every time he's in right. sugar body. It's later it implied that uh, Megatron Cap promised that, that Quickstrike could have her. Yeah. It's implied. It's weird. It's not good. Uh, that's creepy, but Megatron wins again! Especially after yes. the last episode, which was just, like, all Black Arachnia being, like, having agency. Yeah. Yes. Not, not being sexually threatened. Yeah, this is... Oh, uh, and yeah, so all of the... All the Maximals are in a giant cage, which... Did the Maximals own a giant cage? Very good. Maybe, maybe the Autobots... did the Predacons had, like, bring it? <laughs> I love the idea of oh. them bringing it. Because you know they have big cages. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Maybe the Autobots had a big cage. Oh. You know, lying around. Well, they, they could have built <laughs> one in case they captured a Predacon ever, maybe. Wait, I, actually, wait. No, the Autobots did have a big cage. Remember uh, More Than Meets the Eye? That yeah. one where they uh, they capture Ravage and they put him in a big cage? <gasps> yes! And then they yeah. fake that plot where they're going <laughs> to... That results in the Decepticons attacking a fake rocket base staffed by Autobots in lab coats. And there's the great part where Optimus tells, like, Mirage and Hound and someone else who I'm blanking on right now that he's got this plan that they're going to tell Ravage about this and then let him escape. And then Ravage escapes. And then they're like, sorry, Prime, he got away. And Prime's like, Perfect, and they all look like they had immediately forgotten that this was the plan, and they're just like, "What?" <laughs> <sighs> and yeah, so part of that plan involves Ravage being in like a big cage. So this must be the cage. Yeah. So, uh, so this be the right size, I think, considering the totally difference right. in scale. I guess it's about. I, I think it's longer than the one Ravage was in, but yeah, it's about the right size. Overruled. It's the same case. I choose to believe that this is an intentional reference. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Me- Megatron clearly says Dino Butt. <laughs> I actually I rewound it a couple times to make sure. It's like, wait, did he say? He clearly says Again, Dino Butt. Meg, it it was a Freudian slip. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have discussed. Megatron's feelings for Dinobot previously. They are intense. Yes. I choose to believe that that was intentional. 
I mean, this is the same episode where nobody can decide whether it's Teletran 1 or Teletron 1. Also, Teletran doesn't sound like Casey Kasem, and I feel robbed. Like, they didn't even try to make it sound like Casey Kasem. He just no, sounds like just, David Kay, which, it just I mean, that's like a good sound. Trusted guy. I guess nobody could do a Casey Kasem impression. <sighs> that, was, that was pretty good, but it, Casey Kasem is kind of a hard impression to do. And it's not like they could ever yeah, get back on Transformers after Carbomia. No. Well, and also, he'd have to go Not to that camp. I blame them. Yeah. Hey, Cam Clark did it for Wait, Aren't they already in Canada? Oh, yeah, but Casey Kasem wasn't in Canada. Yeah. Ah. Although he's from Michigan, I believe. It's not that far. Yeah, he's, uh, he's Lebanese. A lot, of, mm-hmm. a lot of Lebanese in Michigan. Oh. Uh-huh. Like his, his real last name was Al Qasim, hence his entirely justified offense at Karbamia. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Megatron is giving everybody their orders. He wants Dinobot to go, or sorry, Dinobot to go <laughs> and get Death Charge. So he's out of this episode because neither he nor Depth Charge show up again for the rest of the episode. Yeah, I yeah. seriously thought that Depth Charge was going to, like, show I up. I heard the whole thing. And do something. Yeah. I mean, I think that every... Instead of not appearing in this episode. I think every couple of scenes they should just cut away to them having, like, a really awesome fight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would have been amazing. Th- that would have been nice, but it is kind of a crowded episode as is. Especially since I don't True. think they ever really fought much. I don't think they ever fought at all. Yeah, and that's kind of a cool fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because the closest they got was when uh, Depth Charge was knocked out and used as a raft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he signs Inferno to watch over the uh, Maximals in the Ravage Cage, and much to Quick's chagrin, he tells Rampage to take care of Black Arachnia. Hmm. Yeah. Which creepy, but just in like a he's probably going to eat her kind of creepy way. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like he's not going to be a real creep about it. No, he's, he's just, just going to murder and eat her. Yes. And so he orders Quick Strike and thus Optimus Primal to follow him to the Ark. Mm. Oh no! Because we all remember what happened the last time he got to the Ark. Yeah, yeah. we do all remember what happened the last time he got to the Ark. Yes. Time yeah. itself was torn apart. Time was yeah. yeah. So you'd assume he'd try the exact same thing this time. Given that his enemies are more indisposed than they were last time. Yeah. Yes, I mean, this plan has been amazing so far. It's worked 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's surprising. No, he goes in and tries something different. Yeah, so he, he has a, a quick strike via Primal unlocked. Bef- uh, so, thankfully, they thought ahead and did not allow uh, anybody to transfer their codes to a Predacon. Oh, yeah. Is that going to be a real problem? got down the line. So that was something that apparently Optimus did in between episodes, considering that Black Rachnia just gave him his codes. Yes. And she's no longer a Predacon. So yes. there we go. She used yeah. the, the Maximize code and everything. Aww. Yeah, so they get in, and uh, instead of doing what they did last time, which almost worked, Megatron, they stop in front of Megatron, the greatest Decepticon leader, and yeah. Megatron thought, and Megatron thinks, quite rightly, that Optimus Primal plus Optimus Prime equals Optimal Optimus. Optimus, you know, that Megatron plus other Megatron equals... Mega Megatron. Me- like a Mega Megatron? <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's, Couldn't you do that and then go on to Blast Office in the face? Maybe that was like, the next part why? of the plan, but I don't know. Maybe he just changed his mind after he saw what happened. There's just... 
There's so much going on in this scene, because Megatron, Megatron, the greatest of all Decepticons. No Beast Wars Megatron. You are the greatest of all Decepticons. You're better. He's not really a Decepticon. Well, no, but he's still better than G1 Megatron, who's kind of a goof and an old man. We're we're sort of dealing with a a retcon here in which G1 Megatron was effectual and didn't just spend all his time making giant purple grins. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, true. Beast Wars Megatron. (laughs) Definitely more effective, but and then this is an alternate timeline. Speaking of things that are giant and purple, oh yeah, uh, Megatron unzips. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and there's some kiss play stuff going on here. So you know they're gonna they're gonna you know he's gonna take Megatron's spark into his own body. So he cracks open Megatron's chest, he cracks open his own abdomen, and there is a big purple. Tentacle. Oh, Blunt-ended tentacle wrapped around his spark. No, there, there's it's, so it's, much involved in this. Like, we've seen uh, Primal Spark Chambers, Mother Spark Chambers, Megatrons right now, but Beast Wars Megatrons opens up in his, his the Rex head on his chest. And then there's layers and layers that just peel open, and then that tentacle comes out. It's not just any tentacle. It's really long. It was wrapped around his own spark, and it has spikes. Spikes all along the back of it. Listen, I think we're bearing the lead here. This is it's the creepiest. I know, it's <laughs> it's so yeah. metal and so hentai at the same time. Oh, it's it's some kissly stuff, definitely. <laughs> and so he he spends so he grabs this tentacle with with his junk and spends some time trying to wrangle it with his prehensile genitals. Oh yeah. It's, and, and he says it's spark mingling. That sounds kind of dirty. Nope. <laughs> and it clearly isn't interested in doing this, so... Yeah, it's fighting. I mean, he's going back in time and intermingling with his predecessor spark. This is some real Robert Heinlein stuff right here. <laughs> it's yeah. not great. It's not great. <sighs> I do think we missed a scene, though, with Black Arachnia and Rampage fighting. Oh, okay. I think oh, we're just yeah. going to get to that one because, okay. yeah... We oh, did right. no, miss no, it, but it fits into our kind of narrative here either way. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, Rampage is about to kill Black Ragnia. She she says that he's going to regret it, but he, he says, says that... I regret everything, my sweet. Oh, it's, oh, it's a great line. It's a great line. <gasps> it is. Uh, yet again, it's a line that doesn't quite make sense from Rampage. It it sounds menacing, but what does it mean? I think Rampage kind of regrets his entire existence. Well, yeah. yeah I, I think it, it means, means that he doesn't with care if he's... <laughs> I think it means that he doesn't care if he's going to regret it because his life is pain and misery. <laughs> oh, like I, my notes. Shot, his life is pain. My notes on this is just that line followed by you emo F. Yes. <laughs> Although his shoulders don't hurt that much. <laughs> he's, he's being a goth. And then Black Arachnia, as it turns out, so last episode Black Arachnia died. And she, she came back as a transmetal, too, except I think what really happened was she actually came back as Phoenix, because she's telekinetic now. Yeah, where yeah, did that come that, from? Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. Like, the, the transmetal 2s have very nebulous, one-use-only superpowers. Like, Dinobot has that healing ability. Oh, yeah, I guess like, it's much like Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does Cheetor have? Cheetor, it, Cheetor is sometimes kind of, uh, like... Precognitive? Well, if you're going to say he has prophetic dreams, he's been having that since season one, so that's not new. He did they also activated kind of have his... that healing factor. Yeah, he does have uh... that healing factor too. And also, he has like he also like used like an energy tendril to get his gun. 
Oh, right. Huh. But yeah. this, still, this this is different, weird, stronger power. And this though. never comes up again. It doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> My correctness is telekinetic here and maybe never. in Beast Machines? I don't think so. I think just never again. This one, this one time. Jeez. It was like one use only. Maybe after this, between episodes, like, her actual self comes back from where the Phoenix Force had, had <laughs> hidden it, and then they, like, defeat that, and I don't know. She kills a planet of broccoli people. Look, all I'm saying is I have a lot of strong feelings about Madeline Pryor. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> she got screwed. I can't imagine Black Arachnia experiencing guilt or regret over murdering a planet of broccoli people. Oh man, now I just want to see their their half spider, one quarter eagle, one quarter wolf son come back from the future as a cyborg. <laughs> I just want to see how mad Black Arachnia would get at Silverbolt when she finds out he's dating someone who looks exactly like her. <laughs> That'd be good. I thought you'd be flattered. <laughs> well, while he thought she was dead. Yeah. Just how how much different the last episode would have gone if instead of him going off to, to beat up Tarantulas, he just found some other lady somewhere who just looked exactly like her. <laughs> and so when she came back <laughs> they had had a kid together and it's just Actually, all this all this crazy stuff. To be perfectly honest, it's kinda of surprising that hasn't happened because how they confused Cheetor for Cheetor. They didn't know it was Cheetor, so she looks completely different. That's somebody else. That's a good point. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, so suddenly Black Arachnia is inexplicably psychic for one scene, and she psychic Clocks, throws... Rampage with a girder. Hits him with an iron... Sleep tight crab cakes! Yeah. She hits him with an iron girder that no one on Earth will make for centuries. <laughs> <sighs> I mean... They have rubber ducks too, so I'm not going to quibble here. That's that's a good point. There seems to be a lot of like shared technology like, between Earth and Cybertron. But at the, this ru- point. the rubber duck sure, was sure. nice and I small. It's just a universal design. Yeah, I guess it's just weird because it's really specifically just an I beam. <sighs> so yes, yeah. I just wanted to bring up Black Arachnia's <laughs> sudden telekinesis. Yeah, it it makes Horrible. no sense, but there it is. Yes. Because so, trans metal too, that's what I have in my notes. Mm. Yes. So meanwhile, Megatron oh. is having a disturbing tickle. Yes. Yeah. And then he's having like indigestion or, uh, you know, pelvic contractions or something. <laughs> Cause he's not uh, feeling too great. And this makes, uh, Quickstrike pretty happy cause he's not really working for Megatron. He's working for Tarantulas. Ah, uh, Tarantulas! He's, he's worst. Dang it, quick strike, you dirty, cheap, no-good, two-time, and owl hoot. I, I will note that around this point, my roommate wandered through as I was watching it and, and was like, why has no one killed him yet? <laughs> <laughs> like, they have tried. There have been many attempts to kill Tarantulas, and none of them have stuck. Yes. And so he just he just dumps uh, Tarantulas into the, the, into the lava. Yeah. Or he dumps Megatron. Sorry, he dumps uh, Megatron yeah. into the lava on yep. Tarantulas' behalf. Yeah. Quick Strike controlling Primal's body dumps Megatron with two Megatron sparks in it in the lava. Which brings me to a thought. Nearly destroying G1 Megatron does not threaten the time stream at all. It's fine. I, I guess it's it would have just been, uh, been Starscream. Yep. 
the time screen the time stream knows that everything's gonna be fine. Yes. <laughs> or maybe sound waves? I guess I they would have had Starscream Starscream would have tried and then he would have failed and then it would have been Soundwave. Well, uh, maybe Unicron would just be hungry in this direction. Wait, which which Decepticon was the first one reactivated when Teletrancom was on? Was that Star- I think it was Scott? It was either yeah, Skywarp or Thundercracker. Yeah, yeah I one think of those it was two guys. So who would they activate next? I think it was Megatron or Soundwave they activated next. They would probably go with Soundwave. Yeah, so you probably would go on Soundwave. Soundwave may not be happy with Starscream if Megatron's dead. Yeah, like maybe we're just not turning Starscream back on. Yeah, let's, let's just leave yeah, him here. I mean- to it, depending on on the story, I would say in an actual G one stuff, I I don't feel like Skywarp and Thundercracker liked Starscream enough to have been like, no, but we got to wake him up too. <laughs> Not, has there been any G one esque characters who like Starscream enough to go that? No, uh, I mean uh, the, the Triple Changers kind of teamed up with him in Triple Takeover. Yeah, they didn't really though. They just double. Later. They just used him to double cross Megatron. Oh, right, they did. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was no, the no, setup. As 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 Megatron said, "You're either lying or you're stupid." Dark <laughs> <laughs> Scream replied, "I'm stupid. <laughs> I'm stupid." That episode had a lot of good little bits like that. So, <laughs> Starscream is right back. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry for wrestling geek out there. Feel yeah, free to yeah, cut yeah. out. Well, uh, speaking of wrestling, um, so once uh, Quickstrike has given Tarantulas access to Teletran 1, Tarantulas sends Quickstrike to destroy the Maximals, and uh, Quickstrike says that it is time to open a can of Kick Keister. Yes. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, but that's right after my notes say Tarantulas dot 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 wins? It's like, Tarantulas? Ew, we need no. We like Megatron, not Tarantulas. Nope. Yeah, at the same time, Tarantulas sets the arc to self-destruct. Yes. Which, okay. With nobody having any way of knowing that's what he did. No. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't tell Quickstrike, of course. No. He, he only likes Quickstrike as far as he can use him. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of neat that they have that little alliance in uh, Tangled Web, too. Yeah. Which was way Kind of following up from that. Tarantula sounds pained to refer to Quickstrike as partner. Yes. <laughs> well, especially since Quickstrike says it as partner. Yes. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, Black Arachnia is taking out Inferno by locking him outside. <laughs> oh, yeah, is, just... And then turning on the auto guns. Well, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the auto guns that shot him earlier in the episode, too. So he and has also a little, oh no moment. <laughs> yeah. But how do they work yeah. without Silverbolt banning them? <laughs> <laughs> Man, he's just sitting there, I guess. That's embarrassing. <laughs> and also she refers to him as Crumb Breath. Uh, she is turning into a Maximal. Ew. <laughs> yeah, and she also just... referred to uh, Rampage earlier as Crab Cakes. So, yeah, it's it's definitely underway. She's really John <laughs> McClaning it uh, this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody and in fact, if you consider her to not be wearing that uh, art chest plate her uh, toy has, she is kind of running around in an undershirt. Yeah. <laughs> and she's definitely barefoot. Yes. Sadly, at no point does she tape her gun to her back. <laughs> Alas. She somehow manages to tape her kibble away, though. But. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so Trance 
he, at his moment of triumph, however, uh, something starts rising out of the lava, and uh, it's welcome to the party, pal. Megatron's <laughs> back. I love how Megatron does this because you see the dragon head coming up out of the lava. Yes. Except then the dragon head comes up more and the neck comes up and then his actual robot head and shoulders come up. <laughs> so it's not that he was coming out in dragon mode. He just had this arm that was a dragon neck with a head on it that he stuck out first. It was like he was puppeting it. Oh, that's <laughs> great. Well, he probably misses doing that. He used to do that in season one. So Melody, he did. He missed having a head for a hand. So yeah. he's, he's like, it's Making like he planned it. it. Like he's like, I'm gonna stick this up first. He's so melodramatic. Yeah. Megatron knows make an entrance. I got a question. He does. When Optimus takes Optimus's spark, or Optimal takes, he becomes Optimal Optimus. He gets a name upgrade. Megatron doesn't. Why isn't he like Magmatron or Mega Dragon now? Well, because, because both Megatron. of them were named Megatron. Uh, I guess. Well, also, it's Megatron's job to name things, and to name himself would just be Couch. Oh, yeah. but he's already named himself Megatron. Well, yes. Yeah, why would he change that? <laughs> to be well, fair, I mean, he, really see, he named himself once, and he obviously got it right the first time. Yes. Why improve on perfection? <laughs> like, Optimus Primal and Optimus Prime can agree on Optimus. <laughs> it's just the thing that follows that that they Megatron's disagree on. Agree on Megatron. Whereas Megatron and Megatron... Yep, they're fine with Megatron. This is good. This is good. And I, I will note that this obviously has a toy, and that toy is hella sweet. <laughs> yes. It is amazing, and I wish I'd ever had a chance with it. Yeah, I'm not sure if I want... I kind of want one, but I also kind of don't like the dragon mode that much. I just I, don't like the I, I sold one in my recent purge, but I kept Cryotech. Yeah. Yeah, that... That's yeah. the right choice. Then I'd I'd rather have the recent BotCon exclusive. Really? Oh yeah. Want to just Although I hear I mean, that uh, I, I hear that Chrome is already cracking. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've heard oh. problems with the Chrome. You would think that someday people would learn to just stop using Chrome. <laughs> yes. Oh, but no. Act Metal shouldn't degrade that quickly. I mean, shouldn't definitely it has a life on, but it's not a like if it's cracking that quickly, someone messed up. It, it may just have been a thin layer of it. I mean, there's like, uh, I was looking at my masterpiece Rodimus recently, and his chrome has parts where it was just thin to begin with. Hmm. Uh, may just not have had that, you know, uh, protective coat over it. Hey, yeah, the, it, it is a super neat toy. And uh, is he a Transmetal 2 in this? Because the toy is, but he's nowhere near that Transmetal 2 driver. <laughs> Do you know well, that? Neither was Maybe they tossed it in the lava after they were done with it. Well, that's, yeah. Okay, that's Maybe possible. Plus, ne- neither was Primal. He wasn't when he absorbed Optimus Prime's spark and became a Transmetal 2 for no reason. Or No, Primal is not Transmetal 2. A Primal is clearly a Transmetal 1. Yeah, yeah. Check his toy box. He is, uh, he is not. Okay, then I'm completely confused how he's a Transmetal 2. <laughs> he, well, maybe that's just, like, he just is. Okay. <laughs> He was exposed to the Transmetal 2 driver's energy the way Black Rachnia was when uh, she was experimenting with it when Megatron was doing the whole Let's Resurrect Dinobot thing, and he just didn't die until now. I guess that's You're no prize in the mail. Oh, so does that mean when Silverbolt dies, he's going to become Transmetal 2? Yes. Yeah, and then he just gets reformatted into a beast machine. 
Spoilers. Spoilers. The <laughs> <laughs> least secret spoilers ever. Uh, Quick Strike is still being creepy. He said Sugarbot again. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, Megatron sets Tarantulas on fire and then tosses away because There's... he could handle him being treacherous, but he can't handle him being bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a good color scheme for Tarantulas. I mean, I'd buy a toy of that. <laughs> also, I, I, only Alex, I think, is going to appreciate this, but there's some definite Anixia's Lair stuff going on down there. If you've, uh, played World of Warcraft. Megatron yes. deep breaths more, 50 DKP minus. Just uh, how it's in oh, this okay. cave with all these lava pools all over the place. Yep. And I'm like, you, it's, it's a World of Warcraft dungeon basically that just entirely consists of this one giant cavern that you fight this dragon in but it's got a lot of those like lava pool things I that want to cast Seed of Corruption on Whelps it is kind of a standard <laughs> video game thing more dots, more dots. Stop more dots. you were the chosen one <laughs> <laughs> even, even a guy gets set on fire Oh, it would have been nice to see a tarantulas hopping and skipping around happily and then falling into the lava. <laughs> After somebody bites his finger off. <laughs> or no, he bit a finger off. Is it? Yeah. I mean, if anybody's getting a finger bit, if anybody's biting somebody's finger off, it's probably tarantulas. Yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> it would have been nice to see Megatron bite one of his legs off, though. Yeah, he, he, he does a fair bit of biting in this, but uh, mostly fire breathing. Yes. But not only right, so, fire breathing. Yeah, so Quick Strike finds Black Arachnia. He's at her, but she knocks his his yeah, powered armor over, oh, and that knocks Black the whole Rac- thing out. Now Quick Strike surrounds Black Arachnia with both himself and Optimal Optimus under his control, yes. and Black Arachnia escapes via the power of shoddy construction <laughs> by shooting the thing that's suspending Quick Strike's mech suit in midair. So he falls over, and then. Optimal Optimus falls over on top of him and pins him. <laughs> Load bearing. <laughs> and then knocks him out. One, two, two, three. Optimal Optimus is still your reigning before champion. Yeah, it still counts. His shoulders are on the ground. You don't have to be conscious to pin someone. That's a rule. <laughs> but then, of course, everybody hears glass breaking and Megatron runs in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And uh, indeed, he does make uh, Optimus Primal's arm stone cold. Oh, yeah, because... Oh, yes, he does. Apparently, he can sing a song of fire and ice. I mean, he's not cryotech. (laughs) No, that's weird. He's in continuity with Trent Short. Really, so much of this this whole part, once Megatron's changed into a dragon, so much of his, his cheesy dialogue, and he's obviously been reading too much garbage fantasy. To make another Warcraft reference, he's been reading too many Richard Knack books, and who he wrote all this really awful, stupid, self-inserty stuff involving dragons. He's also and been watching all of his favorite Bruce Lee movies and feels the desperate need to inform us which one was best. <laughs> because he does yell, Enter the dragon. <laughs> now, I wonder if this cheesiness is because he's now sharing his body with an 80s cartoon villain. Yes. Oh my goodness! It must yes. be! Yes, yes, that's exactly it. I, I choose to Wait, believe this. When did... Oh no, Megatron wouldn't have seen into the dragon yet. I guess that's all Beast Wars Megatron. Beast Wars Megatron is a Bruce Lee fan, right? 
Yeah, that makes sense. Probably. I mean, maybe Megatron, like the original Megatron, saw. Oh no, I guess he wouldn't have at that no. point in history, would he? No. Okay. Yeah, it's it'd be towards Megatron. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Tarantulas' function is ninja, so maybe they've all watched those movies. <laughs> maybe. That's, yeah. that's a good point. Well, even Transwarp takes a while. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they had a marathon. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, that was Megatron. something they found locked away in the Maximals oh, uh, databanks. No. They, they hid. No, it's when they were coming there, those were all Dinobots' favorite movies. <laughs> and Megatron was kind of fed up with most of them, but he liked End of the Dragon. Yeah. I'm guessing it's that and a bunch of samurai movies. <laughs> Watching a lot of Kurosawa. Uh, maybe Hamlet. Yeah. I'm betting Tarantulas and the Bossman both really enjoyed the Magnificent Seven. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, yeah, listen, uh, when, tra- when Tarantulas is turned for movie night, nobody else shows up. <laughs> He filmed them himself in his van. <laughs> Tonight's double feature started with a Serbian film. <laughs> when it Waspinator's night to pick Murphy again, Waspinator want to watch Miami Connection again. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm, I'm guessing Scorponok just wanted to watch, like, 50s industrial films. <laughs> How a toaster is made. <laughs> Yes. Scorponok thinks Forklift Driver Class is a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a big fan of Shake Hands with Danger because that is how he lost both of his hands and had to get them replaced yeah. with Scorpion Clubs. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. of Danger. Yeah. Speaking of losing hands, Black Rackna is desperately trying to uh, Type into Teletran 1 to try to uh, disable the self-destruct sequence Tarantulas activated. Oh, yeah. Although, it is fair because they both, they have the same number of digits now. True. <laughs> Although she, she has to deal with those big clunky Wolverine claws on her hands. I she, like how much, how much information is transmitted in this episode through the time-honored 90s tradition of shooting laser beams out of eyes displaying <laughs> binary code. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Uh, I can't type fast enough with just six fingers. I must use my eyesers. <laughs> I also appreciate the news tradition of Teletran 1's self-destruct countdown sequence obeying Galaxy Quest rules. <laughs> and also uh, Spaceballs rules, because once you fix it, it tells her to have a nice day. <laughs> yes! Thank you. Uh, yeah. Either that or it's the, uh, the robots from Chopping Mall. <laughs> Perhaps. Either way, it takes the same amount of time to go from 100 to 50 as it takes to go from 50 to 20, and from 20 to 15, and then from 10 to 0, it's one a second. <laughs> Listen, those are astroseconds. They work differently than our than our seconds. They're clicks. <laughs> there you go. Not minutes at all. Listen, they really believe in nonlinear time measurements. Yes. It's, it's a logarithmic scale. You know, it's space, I, I guess so when it's, you're like in, it's like in Dragon Ball Z, where they'd be like, oh no, the planet's going to explode in five minutes. And then at the end of the episode, they're like, oh no, the planet's going to explode in four minutes. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Why hasn't it exploded yet? Will planet be destroyed? Find out on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z, the planet explodes. <laughs> uh, I do kind of miss those times. Sorry to hear. Meanwhile, the, uh, 
Optimal Optimus and Megatron dogfight is super fun. Yes. Pretty good. Yeah. It's a great fight. It's another kind of grappling in midair, much like uh, other visits part-time when they're in the, the Jiffy Pop base. Yes. It is time to bang your toys together, kids. <laughs> oh, bang your toys together. Knock off all that. Wait, does he have vacuum metal on him? Yes, he does. Uh, yeah. Not, it's, mostly, it's his head and, like, neck plates and the, the dragon chest. So oh, there's so not a ton so of it, and it's it's not, like, in places where it's really getting rubbed off. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he defeats uh, Primal by freezing his arm, mostly. And, but, but he gets ambushed by all the other Maximals yes. who have escaped. And so he takes off, and but not before asking Primal if he thought he could stand against the fury of both Megatrons. <laughs> and Apparently, means he can use fire and ice because yes. one often associates G1 Megatron with ice. I mean, he had sure, a lot of bases in the Arctic, I guess, like that one with uh, yeah. Cipher. Yep, uh, I'm pretty sure that was the only one. Probably, maybe. Yeah, probably. And then he flies out the top of Volcano Mount St. Hillary, which raises the question of why they've always attacked the front door. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wow. That, that, that's, yeah, that's crazy. Why didn't you just go in the volcano top? You could just drop a bomb on top of the volcano. What's wrong with you guys? (laughs) Oh, Don't give them ideas. Well, I mean, prior to this, they, you know, Megatron wants to get in the Ark and kill Optimus Prime. Uh-huh. And then take and over the Ark. And yeah. who wants to destroy the entire thing. It raises curious questions about Tarantulus' origins, which we'll be talking about later. <laughs> uh, not that much later. No. But it's controversial. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, while Megatron is flying away, he spouts... Not one, but two. I'm going away. Here's my last line thing. Beware the dragon's wrath. And then he says, vengeance will be mine. Pick one. Yeah, he's, one. he's been reading too much garbage fantasy. Yep. Well, yeah, I guess it is. Uh, it's maybe one Megatron wanted to get in the second line. Vengeance will be mine. <laughs> like, no, no, not just the dragon line. Say something generic. <laughs> Say something about vengeance. Say something that's an SAT word that we're teaching small children, which is where I learned most of mine, like oblivion. I need to say something so I can get back to reading my Pierce Anthony novels. Yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so they decide, so, you know, Maximals watch him fly away, and now they know that they, Megatron has a new advantage in the Beast Wars. You know, the Beast Wars. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, the Beast Wars, he could have won. If instead of trying to get a better body, he would have just shot Optimus Prime again. Yeah. Well, he didn't realize that the the new awesome body was an option that time. Now he knows, and so that's what he wants. Yes. And so now I guess the plan is to go back. Oh. <laughs> it, it, I mean, there is a big gaping plot hole in this episode, and that is Megatron's great and simultaneously terrible plan. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's like that episode of uh, Justice League Unlimited where they have technology that allows them to control the minds of the female Justice Leaguers and instead of making them fight the other one, they make them fight each other for, like, bets. <laughs> it's a bad episode. Yeah. yeah. Saved only by the brief interlude which shows the question discovering Baskin-Robin 30-second flavor. 
<laughs> Isn't that also uh, the one where he discovers egglets? No, so that's that's where being tortured, I think. Ah, uh, right. I believe that is the same one where he has the world's worst phone sex with uh, the Huntress, though. <laughs> she asks what he's wearing. He replies, "Orange socks." <laughs> Such a oh, future Transformers voice actor Jeffrey Combs, you are a national treasure. Yes. I'm glad that we got to have him. And maybe we'll get him again, because there was a uh, Buff in Disguise Ravage figure unveiled at BotCon this year. Ratchet, yeah. Did I say Rat Trap? You said, you said Ravage. Oh, Ravage. Oh. No, you're the one. I'm usually no, speaking. No, all we had a Ravage and a Tarantulas figure at BotCon. Yeah. Yes. yes. All the other. And a Dragon Megatron figure. Yes. And so, yeah, that is Master Blaster. It's, you know, it's a fun episode. It Try not to think about it too hard. It's got some <laughs> some problems. It's got some creepy stuff. It does have some creepy stuff. It's got some creepy stuff. It's got the question of why isn't this the series finale with Megatron winning? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also, yeah, for you, for you Tumblr people, uh, this is probably what Megatron's junk looks like. <laughs> Yeah. So now you know. You can you can oh, share it. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh. assuming you didn't take a look at the Transmetal One version of Megatron with the uh, connector for his tail gun in the appropriate position. Oh, his tail gun. He's great, but he's G one scatter shot. Pincer on the box. Uh, yeah. Uh, robot junk. No, we don't need to talk about that. G one scatter shot will always be the. They have inappropriate transformations. Yeah. And so uh, so that is it for Master Blatter. Uh, until next time, you can find us all over the Internet. We are on Tumblr at stasispod.tumblr.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash stasispod. And we are on Twitter at, at stasispod. And our RSS feed is hosted by IaconUnderground.net, where you can also find the news podcast that Alex, David, and I do, uh, in in which we talk about news. And if you prefer, you can also find us on iTunes. And if you're there, rate and review us. And if you'd, if you'd like us to hear from you, then write into the Maxim mailbag at stasispodcast at gmail.com. So, hurry up, because we're quick coming up to the end of the era. Yes, we have three <laughs> episodes left. Yeah. Of Beast Wars. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, we are we are gonna be bummed. And I'm going to watch Beast Machines again for the first time since it aired. Oh yeah, it's yeah. a couple times since then, but uh Well there was one time when I helped write a uh, a script for an MSTF of it. Oh one episode. So. I'm guessing that wasn't one of the better episodes. Uh, no. I'm guessing it was one with a lot of night scream in it. Yeah, there was a good yeah. bit of Night Scream. I mean, um, any Night Scream is a lot of Night Scream. Yeah, Too much yeah. Night Scream. That's, that's, dozen, that's about a dozen episodes of us. Uh, yes. But, <laughs> I'm looking forward to trying to give it a fairer shake, but we'll see. I originally tapped out before we even got to Night Scream, so. Oh, well, I'm Wait, looking forward to hey. whipping out my uh, Edward Furlong impression. Yes! Yes! Well, I, I'm just looking forward to a new voice actor. Well, wait. I spent most of the nineties with Edward Furlong hair. I'm trying to remember uh three oh no, I forget who Obsidian and Stritter are voiced by. So we get like three or four Well we get the guy who voiced Night Scream. Uh, no, we yeah. get a fair number of 
new voice actors. Four new, I think. Uh, yeah. Well, the guy who voiced Obsidian is, I think, the same guy who voiced Adult Enzo on Reboot. Oh. Oh. And now we get Brian Drummond. Yes, that's who I'm excited for. Yes. <laughs> Original Vegeta. Yes. Oh, right, that guy. Best Vegeta. <laughs> and yes, it is Paul Dobson. And he's also Tankor ah. and the Diagnostic Drone. Oh, right. Oh, right. But anyway, uh, join us next time when we celebrate our other victories. Yeah. Until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. No, I'm David. Tigatron Air Razor Commander. Aww. <laughs> that, that Pluto TV thing has been showing the MC3K of Outlaws of Gore a lot. So, anyway. The, that's the wrong kind of slavery. Uh, it's, well, <laughs> that, I think that depends on their perspective. Well, they feel that it's the right Normal view. <laughs> normal view. Normal view. <laughs> Master Blaster. Yes. Okay. <laughs>